The government has been told by its own independent expert advisory group that there's a strong case for adopting saliva testing as the main method for testing in New Zealand. Yet still, nothing is being done about it. Sir Brian Roche's September 2020 report said all efforts should be made to introduce saliva testing as soon as possible. Those involved are scratching their heads to, as to why it has not been done already. We spoke to Dr Anne Wiley from Yale, who was instrumental in... Um, creating the saliva test that allowed the NBA to continue throughout the worst of the COVID crisis in the States. She was at a loss as to why it wasn't being picked up in New Zealand a year ago. Leon Grice is the Executive Director of Rako Science, a private provider of saliva tests. Good morning to you. Hi Kerry, how's things? Well good. Why is the Ministry of Health saying to you thanks but no thanks? Uh, well, um, I think it goes back to saliva. They just don't believe that it's as sensitive as the nasal pharyngeal test. And, um, you know, they just released under the Official Information Act um, today some um, reports that show that they've been persisting with that for uh, seven months. Um, but, you know, last week we just agreed with the Ministry of Health and joint wording uh, a statement that says that we are as our test is as accurate uh, as nasal pharyngeal testing. You know, there, it's, it's also pretty clear that um, our test is diagnostically validated. We we did a head-to-head comparison in the lab between nasal swabs and and uh, saliva, and we're able to demonstrate that it's at least, if not more accurate than nasal pharyngeal testing. But that advice never got through to Mr. Hipkins. Um, but, you know, just last week we managed to get agreement that our science is accurate and they accepted our claims. But again, I don't think Mr. Hitchens has been given that advice. This is ridiculous. The, the, according to TV One, um, the government is keen for saliva testing. It's the Ministry of Health that's dragging the chain. Yeah, well, I think part of the problem is that they haven't been able to stand up a test. Um, and um, that's been going on for quite some time, both the Ministry of Health, ESR, and uh, Asia Pacific Health Group. You know, they haven't been able to diagnostically validate and uh, to the standard required, demonstrate the sensitivity. Uh, and so, you know, they've just been delaying and delaying and uh, it just hasn't uh, rolled out. You know, meantime, we're, we're doing thousands of tests and we're supporting, you know, a large number of corporates across the country. We're collecting from Christchurch, Wellington, Hamilton, across Auckland, and we've done all of the New Zealand Olympic Committee um, team, all of the athletes that are going. We're testing them three times before they go to Tokyo. And we're fully operational. We have no problems, no reluctance from people. They People love it. They know the alternative and they much prefer the saliva test. Well, yes. Um, as, as, I don't know how those poor people put up with it once a week. It's horrible having that thing drilling into your brain. Yeah, well, we've had reports from, um, um, uh, I don't want to say which one, but a very large company that we support that is actually now starting to really badly impact the mental health and morale of their workforce. Yes. It, really, it, it really is debilitating. And so, you know, the nasal pharyngeal test is a great test for a um, one-off diagnosis. But I don't know if it was designed to be used so regularly on people. And, um, uh, you know, whether or not it's a serious injury or not, there's a minor injury every time it's done. And and when you've got a test which is as accurate, it's actually unethical to persist with nasal pharyngeal testing. I could not agree with you more. And in fact, it may well encourage... Um, more detection or at least the the possibility that we're better covered in picking up any COVID-19 outbreaks because people are more likely to 
say, yes, okay, I'll do the saliva test if they have cold symptoms. Remember that survey that came out that said 70% of people who presented with cold symptoms did not get tested for COVID. I sure as hell wouldn't. Yeah, the Royal College of um, Pathologists in Australasia last weekend came out and with a survey of 1,000 New Zealanders and found that 64% are not turning up um, uh, if they've got a cold flu or COVID symptom. So I think it's it's a very real uh, uh, issue, and we need to get that testing up because you know we see what's happening in New South Wales now, yeah. um, and so it, it's actually a really important part of you know having our defences going forward because this virus is becoming more transmissible and more dangerous. And if you know, if all I have to do is spit, and I can they can say yay or nay, I guarantee that those people would have would have said absolutely, I'm in. Yeah, I, I think so, and I think I think. Um, um, you know, the other thing we're doing is, is that we're providing um, testing for departing travellers and we certify them. Uh, we worked with IATA. They accredited, well, they didn't accredit, they recognised uh, uh, the accreditation of our test and uh, we've used IATA travel pass for people travelling overseas. So it's a, it's a test that's accepted. Uh, oh, the other thing is we worked with the University of Illinois. That's where we got this live protocol. Mm-hmm. And they've done 2.2 million tests on campus. And also we're regularly in touch with Anne Wiley. You know, she's one of the world leaders in identifying that saliva was the right sample type. And the other thing that's really interesting out of her work, and she's been pushing the case, and it's supported by the scientists at the University of Illinois that we work with, is actually the virus that comes into saliva earlier than the nasal pharynx. And there's a lot of studies that are showing that, mm. which means it's actually superior for early detection. And 85% of the positive cases that they identified on the University of Illinois campus, 85, 6,500 um, positive cases out of 2.2 million tests, they were able to, to isolate them before they infected any other people. So, you know, there's really practical experience out there. Early detection is really important. And if you have the right saliva test, if you've diagnostically validated it, then it actually can, you know, it can yeah. outperform nasal pharyngeal testing. So I've been go- I'm going on, I'm quite passionate about it. No, look, I, I totally get it. But if the, if the Ministry of Health won't get out of the bloody way, how do we get it into the country anyway? I mean, clearly you've got some clients who are like, we're going to do this anyway. Yes, well, the, the, the clients that we've got are people who care about their, their, their workers, their health yeah. and safety. They care about business continuity if there's an outbreak and alert level changes. You know, and they also um, want to make sure that um, they have the you know productivity because it it's such an easy thing to do. It doesn't take out a lot of your time, and 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 it can be part of your testing or it's part of your protection, including mask and um, and social distancing. Yeah, I. But again, mm. ha, like if I wanted to get that because I had a cold, wanted to protect yeah. my community, but did not want to get that thing up my nose again. Is there an well, option of asking for it at the GPs and paying for it, or not? Not, not from us. We're set up for asymptomatic testing because we don't have health professionals on the front line, right? And so that's what we're doing. We're doing surveillance, and so the only reason we can't do it for someone who has a symptom is because we're not the front line of public health, right? right. Which is you have to go to the GP, right? But the, but when we talked with the ministry and we offered them back in April, we said we would be happy to give them a peppercorn. Um, license to deploy our test in the public health um, system so that people could use saliva instead of nasal pharyngeal if they've got a cold, flu or uh, a symptom. And they never responded to that offer. And the offer remains. We think, you know, why shouldn't New Zealanders have access to the best test? Quite. Couldn't agree with you more. Leon, thank you very much. Leon Grice, Sarako Science Executive Director. This is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous.